Hello, and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson, and I'm the founder of Core Women, and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Gayathri Hariasamy, who is the founder of Baby Peppers, an ethical and sustainable brand invested in making a social change. Let's get right into talking about your journey and the company you have created, and welcome, Gayathri. Hello, Summer. How's it going? Oh, it's going very well. I'm so thrilled to be talking to you. And by the way, folks, we're coming all the way from Bendigo, Australia. (laughs) A long, long way from where you are. (laughs) Yes, a long way from Washington, D.C. So let's get right into talking about your journey and how it led to your interest in creating sustainable products, because this is so interesting. And I really want to get the whole depth of, of what you're doing and the whole concept and not just the concept, but the feeling and idea and, and what you want, what you want to leave folks with today. So let's get right into this. Sure. So I got started in business um, with baby peppers when I went on maternity leave with my first son. It's kind of funny because I always thought that I would get into food or fashion, but you know how motherhood changes your perspective on a lot of things. So when I was shopping for my son, um, especially in relation to bathing items in just generic stores like Kmart and Target, I was very uninspired and disappointed by the quality of fabrics in, the, in those stores. Um, I found them to be a very cheap quality. And when I started using them regularly with multiple washes, um, they just became really scratchy and, and really unsuitable. Um, I found some good ones online, but I found them really, really expensive. So I thought to myself, I think there is a gap in the market and maybe there's something that I could do. So naturally, being of Indian heritage, I thought about some of the things that we grew up with as kids. You know, I I, uh, sort of reminisced about the Indian textiles and their artistry. So with Indian artistry, everything has been about slow fashion, such as hand looming, block printing, hand weaving, wood crafting, and things like that. And I thought to myself, if I could fill this gap in the market, I also really wanted to amplify the concept of slow fashion and Indian artistry and sort of bring that back to life. Um, so I started doing a lot of research. So there were lots of sleepless nights. So after I put my bub to bed, um, lots of sleepless nights researching and trying to find some of the best artisan workshops that we could partner with. Um, and luckily enough, I found some of the greatest um, workshops, fair trade workshops on Google, um, who my partnering with at the moment. And they have been creating some stunning collections for me for the last um, four to five years. Gotcha. Okay. Now I want to, I want to take, go, go back just a little bit in your conversation because I want you to explain to me what slow fashion is, you know, explain to the listeners because I think we need to get a a good idea of what that means. Okay. So slow fashion is literally the opposite of mass productions in factories. So slow fashion would be literally slow. So in the Indian artistry, it basically means things like block printing, which is a heritage technique um, of fabric printing, which is actually the oldest form of pe- fabric printing, which has been used um, for more than 3,000 years. So basically what happens is um, little blocks are taken and they are carved with intricate designs. 
and they are then stamped onto, so they're dipped in the dyes and then they're stamped onto the fabric. So it's, it's a very slow process. Um, it takes days, if not weeks, just to complete maybe um, six meters worth of fabric. Um, and the production is usually done in small batches. So it's very different from heavy machinery in factories um, and mass volumes. It's very sustainable because the production is in small numbers. Um, and it's a very laborious process, but it's, it's beautiful. It's a labor of art and philosophy. It's, it's just beautiful because these are um, communities and um, groups that are still practicing the craft to this day. So these are generational crafts, traditions that have been passed down from generations after generations. And these communities, you know, both men and women are doing such a fabulous job by trying to preserve them. And by me investing in such, um, you know, in, in such a technique or in such a business, I'm actually producing economic and financial independence for these groups um, to make sure that they can sustain themselves by, you know, continuing this craft and, and just making sure that they can have a decent living out of this. So that's what slow fashion is. Literally everything is pretty slow. And then we've got things like hand looming. So you might have heard that. So instead of power looming with electronics or, you know, with... Um, with other sorts of electrical equipment. This is done by hand. Um, so it's a looming technique. So it's a weaving technique that is done by hand. And then we've got wood crafting. So, um, you know, this is how wooden toys were made, you know, hundreds of years ago where um, it was done by a method called wood turning. So the toys will be carved by a, a little machine, like it's called a wood turner. Um, you know, it's not done by factories or anything like that. You know, a lot of the toys now are really plasticky and, you know, they're made with um, really cheap materials, but these wooden toys, they just look beautiful and yeah, they're really sustainable as well. You know, if you, if you look after them, they will last through a generation. So that's what slow fashion is all about. It's actually a complex concept, but it, when it's broken down, it's pretty easy to understand. It's basically a sustainable form of product designing and product um, manufacturing and uh, one that lasts through generations. Well, I just love that explanation. Thank you so much for that because it, it really explains the depth of, you know, how much they go into making these products. Absolutely. And it's about, you know, it's about the craft, it's about the dye, it's about the material, it's about really having a social impact as well. You know, there's, there is social change, you're supporting economy, you are supporting change, and going back to really something that is from the earth, you know, versus something that is mass produced, something that's going to be sustainable, something that's going to hold its color, it's going to hold its, its shape, it's going to feel good on your baby's body. So let's talk about, okay, so let's talk about, you know, these sustainable products, but how did you first and foremost, I want to know how you came up with the name Baby Peppers because it's such a cute name. <laughs> well, I was actually inspired by Steve Jobs when, um, I'm not sure whether people know the story of how he came up with Apple, but he had literally just visited an Apple orchard before um, being tasked with um, the action of coming up with a name for his company. And then he was like, you know what, I'm just going to call it Apple. And when they asked him why, and he said, I want to create a company that is fun, that is vibrant, that is playful, and not something which is, you know, associated with computers. Like, I don't want people to think of computers straight away, but I wanted them to think of, you know, being playful, being imaginative, and being childlike. And I was really inspired by that, um, 
that um, narrative that he um, spoke about in one of his interviews. And I thought to myself, I want exactly the same concept. Like when, when people hear of my company, I want them to think, wow, you know, I want them to conjure up an image of a playful toddler, you know, being really dynamic, really vibrant, um, you know, just being really high spirited and, and just have so much of energy and value to offer back to the world and the communities. And that's sort of why I came up with Baby Peppers. I just thought it was something really colorful and bold um, and something just, you know, really reflective of the values of the company as well. Yes, absolutely. You know, it, when I think of the name Baby Peppers, I think, oh my goodness, how how adorable, how cute, <laughs> how vibrant, how spirited, just like you were saying. And also, it takes me to a place where it's something from the earth. You know, it's, it's natural and yeah. it's natural in its vibrancy. So when you think about peppers, you think bold colors, you think yellows, you think reds, you think these amazing, wonderful, bold colors. So when I think of baby peppers, I think bold and beautiful. So, so thank you. Yeah, and just following on from that, I just wanted to touch a little bit about our dye productions as well. Right. So 12 months before I started my business, I was really surprised to find that um, one of the regulatory bodies in Australia, they're known as the ACCC, which is the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, they recalled about 120,000 bedding items, including children's bedding sheets and textiles, um, from generic stores like Kmart and Target, because they contain unacceptable levels of azo dyes. Now, azo is a carcinogenic chemical, okay. um, which, which is found in um, synthetic dyes. And believe it or not, 70% of the world's um, global textiles contain azo. So commercial textiles contain azo. And azo is actually a really cheap um, chemical to include in your, in your um, fabric production for a variety of reasons. You know, it could be because of the dye temperatures, it could be also because um, the ESO actually creates a variety of extensive of colors. Like, you know, if you don't have ESO in your dyes or um, if you are using natural dyes, you might be limited in the colors that you produce. But with ESO, you can get a variety of colors, but they are carcinogenic. So they can actually cause cancer. And for an infant, even the smallest levels could be pretty fatal, um, especially if they come into contact with an infant that is um, prone to allergies. Wow. Now, I wanted to change all of this, and, um, and that's why it was really important for me to make sure that the dye production process was um, very transparent for us. So um, I did a small interview with our workshops to make sure that they divulged who they're actually partnering with for dye production. And I also wanted to make sure that for some of the textiles where we use natural vegetable dyes, I wanted to make sure that they were organic vegetables that were used um, for the dye production. So I'm really proud to say that um, the workshop that we have partnered with have partnered with Clarion. So Clarion is a, a Switzerland brand um, and they specialize in dye pigment, pigments and um, they are just fabulous. You know, they are at the forefront of innovation and sustainability. I mean, people can Google them, clarion.com. Um, they have come up with, you know, they, they won so many awards and um, they've just come up with amazing solutions for um, environmental sustainability as well. So I'm really proud to say that we have partnered with them and they are the ones supplying all our dyes um, for our fabric production. And in terms of natural dyes, we make sure that um, organic vegetables are used to um, produce these dyes as well. So absolutely, ESO3, our dyes have 100% um, um, non-toxic chemicals in them and they're very safe for children and um, you know, generally for any sort of usage. 
That's fantastic. So, you know, we're talking, you mentioned so many things here. You're talking about environmental sustainability. You're talking about natural dyes. You're talking about organic vegetables. You're talking about social change, sustaining and impacting those in a community and helping them thrive. So you're doing so much. You really are making a change, a real paradigm change from mass production into, like you said, the slow fashion. And this these are produced in India, is that correct? That's correct, yes. All, so all of my products are produced in India. Um, block printing is predominantly done in Jaipur, which is uh, famous for block printing. Um, and um, so they've got groups of um, men and women in little communities working together on this craft. It's beautiful, it's a family tradition, and we're trying our best to actually make sure that these traditions live for as long as they can. Okay, and like you said as well, that being a mom really had an impact on your decision to start this company. Yes. So. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because before being a mom, you know, I would not care what I wore on my skin. So the skin is the largest organ of your body. And I would not be worried about what I was putting on my skin, what I was wearing, what kind of sheets I was using. You know, that's something that I would absolutely not care about. But once you become a mom, everything changes because, you know, you've got this little human um, expecting you to make the best decisions for them and the best and the mindful conscious decisions as well. So you have to make sure that what you're putting on your butt is, is extremely safe and it's not going to cause more irritations because when, when a newborn is are born, their skin is very delicate and they're prone to lots of infections and um, um, allergies. So yeah. it's, it's really important for us to sort of set the stage or set the scene properly. Like we have to make sure that we produce this beautiful canvas for the skin to grow in um, beautifully and more safely. And so we have to make sure that, you know, apart from just using lotions and creams and things like that, bedding sheets is absolutely important. And, and it has even been found that um, the quality of the bedding sheets has affected children's sleep patterns. And in term, and following on from that, the sleep patterns actually affect the child's mental state. So if a child doesn't get enough sleep, they're going to feel really cranky and they're going to feel really irritable. And, but people actually, you know, they sort of um, think it comes down to medical intervention. It's not. Sometimes it's just as simple as analyzing what's in your baby's cot and what's on your sheets, you know, just making sure that they've got healthy, uh, you know, they've got a healthy environment to grow in and, you know, they've got safe sheets to be on as well. And I think that's something that parents actually completely miss out. So they get really worried when um, their babies, you know, um, stop sleeping well or, you know, they have, you know, um, you know, they have all sorts of problems with, uh, with um, sleep disruption. And look, sometimes it's a genuine problem. Sometimes you do need medical intervention. But oftentimes I have spoken to mothers who've said that, all they needed to do was change, literally change their bed sheets um, to something a lot more comfortable, natural and soft and, you know, just, you know, makes your skin breathe. Right. And that has, and that has completely changed the sleep pattern for the child. The child sleeps so much better. Um, there is no itchiness or, you know, getting up and feeling really discomfort and things like that. So that's really changed as well. So I think it's sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, looking at the simplest things. What's your child's environment like and, and going from there? Yes, I absolutely think that all those factors are so important in allowing the body to breathe and understanding that the skin is a vital organ and in your largest organ. Yes. So important to point out. So yes. with that said, what items, what range of items do you make? 
Um, so the predominant items that we make are cot sheets. So we make cot quilts and cot sheets. So like a flat sheet, fitted sheet, um, pillowcase cover, um, and um, and a flat uh, yeah, and a flat sheet as well. Yes. So yeah, that would be the predominant items that we're making. So bedding textiles for the children. Okay. Uh, we also partner with um, fair trade workshops to make wooden toys um, for the children, but that's only a small collection from our range. So the predominant items would be quilts. And we have two different sets. So one of them is made with synthetic dyes, which is the dyes that are supplied by Clarient. And the other range is actually Kalamkari. So Kalamkari is basically natural dyeing. And so these quilts are made with, um, so they're all block printed. Um, but they are actually crafted with natural dyes. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's a bit different. So there's no um, chemical uh, mixing or anything of that sort, but these dyes are mixed naturally um, with organic vegetables and, um, and then the wooden blocks are dipped into the dyes and printed onto the fabrics. Oh, gotcha. Very interesting. Now, will you be looking into making a clothing line for infants and toddlers? Um, that's on it. That's in the pipe works, but not at this stage. Um, I would love to do that. The only reason why I haven't explored with clothing is because of sizing, and I know that sizing is you know a bit different right. um, in different countries. So, um, and and the problem is children outgrow their clothes really, really quickly. So that's something that I need to strike a balance with as well. I want to make something which is sustainable and something which can be handed down um, just uh, you know to younger siblings. Um, but at the same time, I just want to make sure that, you know, um, we are catering to the worldwide audience as well, because the sizing in Australia is a little bit different to the sizing in America or the sizing in Europe. Um, so, yeah, so all of this is, is currently in discussions, but um, there is no hard and fast date, but something that I definitely wouldn't rule out. Awesome. Now, with everything we've said, and we, we'll get to words of wisdom, but right now I want to talk to you about your mission. Like, if you were to just summarize your mission how would you state that my mission with the business is giving back so i think the purpose of giving and female empowerment is probably the lifeline of the brand so today the brand has created hundreds of work opportunities for marginalized women so for instance our cot quilts are hand quilted by mothers in the comfort of their own homes so they don't actually have to travel to work they can care for the needs of their children and you know while quilting our quilts um, and oftentimes you know we also have um, women working in communities who are disabled or you know they might be single moms who have been sexually abused or they might be victims of domestic violence and they are provided a second chance in life by giving them this opportunity as well they travel to the workshops um, or little mud brick houses where they do these beautiful crafts and um, they have a little community where they just sit down and talk and have fun and um, and just start you know block printing or quilt um, or you know just sewing the edges or, or just you know producing the blankets for us so I think it's all about providing um, fair wages and you know a level playing field for these women and giving them an opportunity you know to also show that you know they can make a living out of a decent craft they, they don't have to live a life which has to be ridden with ridicule or embarrassment or you know humiliation you know but they have an opportunity to actually show that you know look I'm showing up to work I can actually do this you know I don't have to rely on on a man or, you know, um, or, or someone else or welfare or whatever. So these women right. are doing fantastic. So I would say the purpose of giving and female empowerment is definitely the lifeline of the brand and the mission of the business as well. Oh, that's fabulous. I really, really, really appreciate and love that. So this is so important in supporting marginalized women 
fair wages, um, really, you know, honing in on a craft, bringing community community together, all so important things. Now you yeah. said so much here, and there's so much that your company is doing that is so conscious, and I love that. Now, if you were to leave some words of wisdom for our listeners today, what would those words of wisdom be? I think one thing that I really struggled with in my business is the term rejection. And the mantra and the philosophy that I'm living by at the moment is basically don't look at it as rejection, but look at it as redirection. I think that has been incredibly powerful for me. Um, I think it's really important to understand that you don't get bogged down in meaningless contemplation over negative situations, but you start redirecting your energy and focus into building something a lot more meaningful and insightful as well. So especially, you know, for being a mom, I think it's very important for me to keep my mental and emotional well-being in check for the sake of my children. But, you know, generally in life, you know, we don't have control over what happens, but we have control over how to react to what's happening around us. So I would say that's, that's probably one of the best tips that I could leave. You know, don't look at anything as a rejection. It's always a form of redirection, you know, analyze what's happening and redirect your energy and focus into something that you can really build um, upon and, and, and seek some meaningful insight from it. I love that. That's so meaningful. And it's something that we can really take away and think about. So thank you so much for being on the Core Women podcast with me today, Guy3. I love your story. I love what you're doing. I love how you have a conscious company and really how you're impacting community. So thank you so much. My absolute pleasure, Summer. Thank you so much for this generous opportunity. Absolutely pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. If you'd like to know more about Baby Peppers, please follow on Instagram, Facebook, and go to the website at babypeppers.com.au. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.